What? It's telling you to start. Are we start? Are we starting? Okay. <clears throat> Don't look like that, Wesley. Welcome, nerds and nerdettes, to the Status Effects Podcast, a show where two today, two friends gather together to talk about video games and other cool stuff. I have with me my friend Justin. Hi, I'm Justin. That's him. Uh, today, I don't know what we're going to be talking about because Zach was kind of the captain, El Capitan yeah. Zach got, of the um, show. Something <laughs> happened. We'll we'll put it like that. Something came up. That Baby sounds, related. Sounds so like Baby related. cryptic and scary. It kind of is. It's not really. He had to go put up a fence or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's so, let's get started, Michael. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Um, I don't know. You said you had something. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I've been playing this game lately, mm-hmm. right? That's what we do this here. This thing is really close to me. <laughs> I keep hitting it. Anyway, okay. I've been playing this game. It's like a mystery game, okay? Where I, when I wake up, I mm-hmm. look around my apartment to see if stuff has moved in different locations. Is this real life? <laughs> is this the game called Real Life, or is this... This is in this is real life. This is, this is in real life. Every time I wake up, I have to look around my apartment to make sure... Stuff hasn't moved to try to figure out where I went when I sleepwalked because what? I am sleepwalking now. It is what? confirmed that I am sleepwalking. How do you know this? Okay, it started out with small little occurrences, right? Like I'd wake up and like when, whenever I go to bed, I'll preface this by saying whenever I go to bed, I plug my phone in and put it on my nightstand inside mm-hmm. my bed okay. every night. Sure. And I set my alarms. One night, a couple weeks ago, I woke up and my phone was unplugged next to my pillow. And I thought it was weird. I was like, what? Maybe I was like, maybe I just fell asleep with my phone. And maybe it's a ghost. And I was like, maybe it could be a ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. You like, know, all it, the obvious It, it did go through my mind. I didn't know what it could be. Uh, but sleepwalking was not, or like waking up during the middle of the night without being aware of it was not one of the things I thought of. But then I'm like... I I noticed stuff would be moved like out of their normal <laughs> places when I woke up. Oh like there would be a cup like upside down on the countertop. I'm like, why is what is happening here? And then yesterday, I woke up in my recliner. What? Like I and went you didn't to, go to sleep like there. I, I I plugged my phone in and put it on the nightstand, uh-huh. went to bed, and then I woke up like four hours later in the recliner in the living room. And I did not go to sleep in the recliner in the living room. Well, there's only one thing you can do now. If it were me, you have to record yourself. See, you I have to know. to find out what you're doing. I really need to get like a See camera. See if you're possessed like, or something. Dude, I, it's Or somebody's me. like walking like, in the house and moving you around. Last night, I locked my door to make sure I wouldn't leave the bedroom. Like, and I put like tape over it to see if like I opened that the door. That is really weird. It is so scary, and did dude. You? No, I didn't. Thank goodness. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm on night shift or if that has anything to do with it. And like my body's just like wigging out. This sounds for some like, like the plot of some kind of a horror movie. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm worried like I'm gonna drive down the street or something. That would be really terrifying. Yeah. Like if I woke up like driving. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, it reminds me of Jacob's Ladder. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not seen. Oh that. man, it's like a it's a movie where a dude who was in Vietnam they got like some some kind of a special sort of military drug tested on them, and he starts having all kinds of weird hallucinations where he. Like the real world becomes demonic or something, you know. They had this hospital scene that is was heavily uh, inspired Silent Hill, where okay, you kind of yeah, go yeah. into that other realm where it's all like rusty and everything's yeah, yeah, dark, yeah. and you have like the uh, little enemies like sort of jitter as they walk towards you. They did this like weird camera effect where they, I think they did um, like an extended exposure, 
and had the guy like shaking around, like walking towards you. And so when you play it at normal speed, it's like he's just like teleporting at you, like oh gyring my all God. over the place. Yeah. See, I found a way to make it video game related. Aren't I the best? Yeah, and terrifying. You made it oh, terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. You guys should definitely check that okay. out if you've never seen it. Well, how does that relate to sleepwalking, though? Because I'm well, like in another like, world. That's the thing, man. It's like, what is sleep, you know? <laughs> is it is it going another into another reality. dimension? Yeah, dude. Maybe, maybe you're in some sort of horrific nightmare scape while you're in dreamland. And, you know, you're just like going through. Oh, my God. Who knows what? You're not really helping my anxiety oh, about well, the yeah. situation, oh, was Justin. That the, was that the point I was supposed that, to help? The point I was, I was trying to make is like, what do I do? Help me. You got to tie yourself down to the bed. That sounds drastic. It, well, yeah. And I don't know if I could sleep like that. What I'd really do, if yep. you're serious, and yeah. I don't know why we're talking about this on this show, <laughs> change your diet. I bet that has something to do with why it. Why does that have to do with sleepwalking? I, I mean, it has to do with everything. Your diet does. Okay. Well, this, okay. We're not a health show. We can change Probably. the subject if you want know. to. What do you want to talk about, Dustin? Um, What's going on in your life? I want to talk about this year. Okay. Right. So we're, we're having some plans to do some kind of a some kind of a game of the year sort of show. And there's been a lot of big name games that came out this year. A lot of PS4 exclusives, especially God of War and Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then Red Red Redemption. Red Red Redemption. <laughs> but uh, I think I pronounced that right, didn't I? But we kind of realized here at the show that um, of those games, the only one that any of us has played is Spider-Man. Yeah. And when we sat down and started thinking about, you know, what would even be on the game of the year list, I actually went back and looked at the Steam games, my entire Steam library. I bought like two games this year, and they were both like uh, indie games. So you're saying we're frauds. I think either we are or, you know, what what's going on with AAA stuff that just doesn't, that doesn't attract us anymore. I, I don't, I don't know what's know happening. I don't know if it's AAA and, stuff and in general. At the end of the year, you have all this stuff with Fallout 76, you know, one yep. of the worst yep. received games in history. You know, we there was wow. there was the Mass Effect Andromeda thing, the fiasco, and that was put in the same tier as, like, the E.T. game that got buried in a Nevada desert somewhere. And now you have... Oh, the E.T. Now you have Fallout 76, which might be the worst-reviewed game ever. It's not worse ever. than E.T., right? I, I, it can't possibly. It, I think it might not be a worse game, but it's probably more disappointing. And it will probably have a bigger impact on the industry going forward. I think that has a lot to do with, like, expectation, though, right? Well, yeah, of course. But this uh, you, this is also made by a company whose games people expect them to be buggy on release. This isn't right. like this isn't a company that people expect That's things true. to be perfect. That is true. But we're having enemies that like you know T pose because their animations are broken. People getting stuck in floors and stuff. I heard if you get stuck in a wall, people think the the easiest way to get out is to summon your little power armor and then climb into it because it'll like teleport you out of the hole. This is like common knowledge stuff, you know? Like it's a strategy. Yeah, like you, you have to strategize to avoid bugs. I saw, if you watch a video of Fallout 76, five seconds you can see pop in that I haven't seen since the PS1 era. It's insane. And and this is a Why game. Why is it so bad? What happened this, to this I, game? They, they must have rushed it out or something. But just the fact that they would release a game in this state, you know? You know what I remember reading when I don't know if they probably fixed it by now. They had to have, but like the network security was so bad. Like if you went into the game's files as you're playing with somebody, you can see their IP address. Really? Like in the game's files. Oh it's not encrypted God. at all. 
and you could that just terrible. log them out of the game. I can't believe it. Like this engine's never had a multiplayer game before. No, I mean, when the beta came out, right? Yeah. It was deleting people's hard drives on PC. <laughs> kind of like the Magic Arena beta was. What's up with this oh stuff? Oh my god. It dude. feels like in so many ways, especially quality control wise, we're we're taking big steps backwards this year. Yeah. And I don't know. It doesn't it just this and the loot box thing, you know, and that's starting to finally be addressed. If we start to see loot boxes being made illegal in the US and the EU, I mean, that's going to set the industry back. It's like pressing a reset button on the last eight years. I think that I think the loot box thing would be a good idea, though, because I don't... Sure, but the, the ramifications it's going to have on how games are made and how this content's distributed, that's going to be far-reaching, you know? Sure. I think that's it'll be a change for the better, though. As far as loot boxes are concerned, right. because I think that is absolute garbage. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, speaking of loot boxes, yeah. uh, Valve's Artifact game that we spoke about a couple of oh, weeks ago yeah. has yeah. finally been released. And, uh, you know, that's another game that's really upsetting people. Mm-hmm. The monetization strategy they decided to go with is essentially Magic the Gathering, almost to a T, perfectly copying yeah. it. So, and I, I mean, I, could, I understand why that's what the market... Dictates, yeah. but I don't think does it though. I mean, that's kind of the that's interesting what magic thing is that it's is. it's flying in the face of all these other digital card games. Yeah, I think it, it's trying to take a monetization formula of like a physical card game would. Yeah, and I don't think that's a good strategy. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure that it is either. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are happy about it. Me personally, when I when I finally saw gameplay videos of it, it kind of turned me off. Uh, mm. The game was way more random than I anticipated. The stuff with like the randomly spawning creeps, the fact that your selections to use the shop at the end of uh, a lane, like a laning phase, is yeah, random. W- 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 that really turned me. The off. items in the shop are random. I believe they are. You only get to choose from like three items, and yeah. you don't know what dictates what items are in the shop. I personally don't know. Maybe there is some way to tell, but it certainly didn't seem that way. Hmm. That um, doesn't seem good. And, I, and so. Once you once you buy the game up front, you know yeah. that's another way it differs, even from Magic, because you actually have to just buy the game straight up. You do get some cards, so it's kind of I guess similar to Magic Online in that way. Sure, but I'm sure like whatever cards you get aren't worth probably much not at all. So once you do that, then you can buy packs to play constructed, or you can play draft. Now I think they have both a paid and a free draft. Free draft is like a phantom draft in Magic. You don't get to keep the cards. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Now it does sound like there's some interesting strategies and stuff going on. It seems like the game has some complexity to it. It's got to, right? Because I mean, it's yeah. got three card games going on at one time, basically. Right. Now, granted, yeah. those individual card games might be simplified compared to like a full game of Magic, but the fact that there are three going on at one time is indicative of some complex, right, right, strategy. And, you know, there's there's uh, different cards that will affect different fields, even you know, yeah. Not necessarily the field that you play it in and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, but at the same time, there are all these other options, and the pricing of it is is not going to appeal to a lot of people. I think that the game is going to end up being way more niche than people first thought, but we'll have to s- yeah. we'll have to see how that goes. Valve has a pretty good track be, that, record. That could be a good thing, though, because I think a lot of... Like with a competitive game like that, you want people that are interested in the game playing the game. Yeah, but when like, you, and have you have a to game be. that will, it's going to depend very heavily on this marketplace. That was the big gimmick. Is Steam has this marketplace where you can trade things like skins, uh, 
or items from TF2, things that come from loot boxes, essentially exactly like can we were you, talking can about. Can you trade cards to other players? Yes, you can. Like say, okay, I'm going to give you this axe card if you give me this crystal maiden. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I, as far as I know, yeah. That's the way it works on, on all the other games for, for the Steam Marketplace, yeah. Mm. Now, now the interesting thing about that, though, is, uh, and I think Valve's, they're taking steps to handle this, but the Steam Marketplace is rife with scammers and such, you know. Um, some of the skins in CSGO are worth hundreds or thousands of dollars, and there are people that are willing to do just about anything to get their hands on them. Yeah, I'm not kidding about that. They're, thousands they're, of dollars thousands of dollars. CSGO skin. Like the, the op, what was it? The uh, the one for the cobble map, I can't remember what it's called, was worth question mark. Like people really, it's hard to say how much it's actually worth. I wouldn't be surprised if it was worth a, as much as a black lotus in some cases. Oh my god! Yeah. So just like imagine where like these rare cards are gonna come. Right, close and to. they say like, that you know the axe card last I saw was at like fifteen dollars, which isn't that bad if you're coming from Magic. And I think the game has sure. like a three of rule. Right? Is that right? Not sure. I, I think so. Yeah. So that's not terrible. That's like what you would pay for like an average quality mythic and magic. And probably most of the other cards are going to be cheaper than magic cards. It should be easier to to trade them. But I mean, at the same time, it's like you will, you will need to get these cards off the marketplace pretty much in order to be able to compete and constructed. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, and ten, yeah. that tends to be the kind of mode that people most enjoy in, in other card games. If you look, even in Magic, you know, constructed is much more popular than draft is. So, yeah, it is. I I just I like in a game like Hearthstone, like you can't buy individual cards. I don't believe. No, you can't. But you There's can no way craft to. them and make them in game for free. Yeah, basically, if you play long enough, it takes a long time. But if you play long enough, you can get all the cards you need for free. Right. I I don't think you can do that in Artifact, and that bothers me. Yeah, I don't think there is any system like that at all. I think the only two ways to get cards are to buy packs and a trade. And we'll just have to see uh, how that ends up affecting the game and its competitive scene and everything. I know that they already are planning a million-dollar tournament. So Are they really? They're well, before launch. So, people, we'll, so yeah, guess. exactly. So we'll, we'll, have to, we'll just have to see how that game pans out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm sure it'll have, have its hardcore fan base. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I guess we'll have to see. Yep. But first, I want to say, hey, Siri, say my name. You're asking me, Big Flappy Daddy? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so since all the games of today are kind of, we're dookie. kind of down on them. We're, they're not dookie. They're not dookie. They're not dookie, but we're kind of down on them. Game of the Year is going to be weird, though, when we start talking it about that. It is going to be weeks. weird. But that being the case, let's talk about old games. Okay. Okay. I've old games. I've been playing the remake of an old game, mm-hmm. a little game called Spyro the Dragon. Okay. He breathes fire and stuff. He's he purple. Does. He's got like yellow wings flapping around. It used a little, to be orange. Little dragonfly. It's fine. Is this, is so what do you think this, about is it? This the hill you're going to stand on? No, 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 no. Okay, so I first like of all, what is the name of it exactly? The re-release? Spyro the Reignited Trilogy. Okay, nice. It's a beautiful name. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very animated Pixar-like graphic style. Yeah, it's it very, is. It's definitely a handsome game. Yes, it is very charming. It's got a lot of character. Um, it is very bouncy is a good word I can use to describe it. I like it a lot. I never played it as a kid, so I don't have much nostalgia for it. Right. Well, I do. Um, so perfect. 
Yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot. What do you think about Spyro, Justin? Um, I like Spyro a lot. Uh, the first two in particular, I really like. And yeah, it's always kind of had that sort of cartoon feel to it, especially the first one. Since you ha- you've beaten it now, right? Yes. Like the fourth world is just so weird. Which the one place is that? with the, the castle one? and everything. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah, yeah. so strange. It is. You know, there's places where you, uh, I think you like activate switches or stuff, and things like grow and shrink. Uh, it's just, it's so just abstract and weird. Yeah. There's, there's like these little jesters that whenever you hit them, they're, they're invincible, but whenever you hit them, they like shrivel up and a timer starts going down and it activates like either a platform or a, an invisible wall or like stuff that you don't really think that it would be, that an yeah. enemy would be activating. It, it was a like the Spyro series was kind of like the... The Sony answer to Mario 64 and those types of collectathon games. You had Crash Bandicoot, which was more linear, like more yeah. more similar to the 2D Mario games in a 3D space, obviously. And then you had Spyro, which was more open ended. You kind of uh, sort of explore the world, run around, collect stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love collecting stuff. And the, I think what really set Spyro apart was it just had a lot of character, like a lot of the the non essential stuff. Like, I controlled fine. I can't think of any awful complaints. Sometimes Spyro would do some weird stuff, but the music was super just excellent. Like, extremely memorable. It's very distinctive. It's kind of like Banjo-Kazooie in that way. You can hear a song and just immediately, that's a Banjo-Kazooie song. Yeah. And Spyro the Dragon is the same way. Or you'll hear a song and be like, oh, that's the Swamp World or whatever. Yeah, Rusty Bucket Bay, man. Ooh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. (laughs) But yeah, Spyro was great like that, too. Like Michael was saying, it has a lot of uh, very cartoonish animation. Yeah. Which I think is kind of actually supposed to be more challenging in 3D, but you'll have like situations where your little dragonfly friend, he's like your... um, He's kind of like your Aku mass in Crash. Yeah, yeah. So he's like he, your life bar, basically. Yeah, he's your life bar. So in order to restore your health, he eats fireflies and that like changes his color or whatever. And when he does, he sort of chases your character around as he's following this butterfly and sort of grows and chomps down on it like a cartoon character, yeah, would, yeah. you know, where their mouth gets super huge. And uh, sometimes that'll happen in like the later games when Spyro does like his ground pound. He sort of like stretches out before he slams down and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It's just very childlike, you know, even the enemies. It is very childlike and very animated. Like yeah. all, all the characters, all the enemy designs. The dragons. The dragons. That was so one of the coolest things I saw from the, the new one. If you played yeah. the older ones, when you, the like your your stars from Mario are these dragons who get like turned to stone or whatever by yeah. the bad guy. And you're trying to rescue all these dragons. And when you do, like all these stupid dumb dragons have their different little personalities and they'll they'll talk to Spyro or give him advice or you know tell him he's an idiot or whatever. Yep. And they even come from all these different like dragon clans that have different hey, there's lore. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like the big burly like yeah. macho dragons. There's the dumb nerd dragons. Uh yeah, it's cool. And and but in this game they they took it to the next level. Uh, one of the ones I saw was uh the, the guy was like a butcher or something. He was wearing like an apron and he was like grilling hot dogs or something. It was crazy. <laughs> so yeah, there's all kinds of cool little touches like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed the dragons and each one is completely different. There's like 70 or 80 different dragons. Like I cannot believe it's just in the first game. There's yeah. Though it games. must have taken an insane amount of work to do all yeah. of that. And what well, are there dragons in the second game? I don't know yet. No. In the second game you collect, um, these little orbs instead. Oh, that's no fun. Yeah. That's so yeah. less yeah. fun, dude. It definitely is, yeah. But I, the second game is still really good. Okay. The, the levels are really cool. It's just a big game. 
there's so much to to do like especially in the overworld the overworld's a lot more interesting in that game there's more like abilities that you can unlock and stuff like that. I did like notice that. that you can swim in yeah. the second one. Yep. Like if you touched water in the first you game, freaking you freaking drown. Yeah, it's garbage. Yep. Just like in Crash. Yeah. Yeah, in the second one you can swim. You can swim underwater eventually. Ooh. You get uh, upgrade powers. You talk some of the. I think two kind of they they shifted from having a bunch of dragons that are like one off characters, and tried to focus more on like recurring characters like the the cheetah guy and the. The girl and the money bags, dude. Have you met him yet? He's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah, kind of aggravated kind of, me. Yeah. He's annoying. He costs four hundred gems to make a freaking bridge, dude. Like. Yeah. You'll you you'll be seeing him some more. Yeah. Oh, the third great. one, I can't I can't speak to too much. I feel like um, it kind of the the series is just so comparable to Crash because I'm I'm thinking that Sony kind of pushed both those developers in the same direction, mm-hmm. and you could sort of see the growth from. The first game to the third game, no mini games to a couple mini games to half the game is mini games in both of them, um, which is why I think is two so is bad. two is probably my favorite in both series. Three in in Crash, you know, half the levels are you know Coco, Jesus Christ, oh god, or, dude, or the plain ones. See that, or that's something uh, stupid. And, I've only played and, a couple and minutes. Spyro is the same way. I've only played a couple minutes of Spyro too, but literally in the first five minutes, I'm not even like flying around as a dragon. I'm throwing rocks. I'm playing hockey. Like I'm not doing dragon stuff. Yeah, that's true. You I know? think they wanted to like shake it up. I guess there's more quests where you have to. There's more of just a quest structure. There's usually. As soon as you walk into the level, there's a guy that tells you he something tells you or something, whatever. Yeah. And then by the end of the level, just getting to the end of the level is, oh, you help these people do whatever. Right. And there's like a little cut yeah. scene where the the, the levels tend to be a, a little is... more linear. They have like paths or whatever that'll yeah. branch off. Yeah. But compared to Spiral One, where you it might be like a, like a tree branch sort of where there is a main path. But you're going off doing stuff or collecting things. Dude, it's definitely structured I, a little differently. I will say this one thing about Spyro One because I I platinum the game. By the way, give myself a little props there. That didn't got, take too long, did it? It didn't take long at all. Um, What's your favorite level? You know what? As a kid, the dark one, the cave with the little cupids that shoot arrows. That was a cool one. That one terrified me as a kid. I was was afraid to play through it, dude. I never beat that one, really. With the giant dogs or whatever? Yeah, dude. I hated that level. I was so scared of it. That was good. Anyway, uh, there was a part in the the swamp world when, when you're up in the trees with the ramps. Oh, yeah. That one's really cool. There's one platform with a dragon on it that you can't get to. You have to like super jump off of it? You super jump off and take a different path around the tree, super jump on this other platform, and like do this weird figure eight super jumpy thing. Mm -hmm. It's like a puzzle that you can't, it doesn't tell you how to do it. But I walked around that world, I kid you not, for probably 45 minutes (laughs) to an hour trying to figure out how to get on this one platform before I realized I had to super jump around like four different trees and then get the path up there. Oh my God, dude. That was not a game that you could 100% as a kid. No. Like, I almost didn't do it. I almost, I almost was like, I'm I'm just not going to platinum it, dude. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm not going to platinum it either. (laughs) But I did it. I I think if, if you can platinum one, you should be able to do two because I actually managed two as a kid and it was, it was pretty cool. You get like a, a little secret, it's like an amusement park themed little world. After Spoilers, you do, it. dude. Yeah, I'm just come on, dude. dude. I'm not. I'm come not gonna ruin it for on. you completely. I honestly don't even remember exactly what you get to do, but it's cool. I do know it's you really could cool. put in cheat codes and change his color. 
Do you know that? Isn't there like a big head mode too? There's a big head yeah, mode too. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Yep. Spiral Goofy. Is he still sassy? Did they? Did, he is do we super know if they sassy. changed his voice actor or anything? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He is, he is real to, sassy. Yeah. He sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's that flame sack in his yeah. throat. It's, he's like like a smoker. I'm gonna get nasty, Nork. <laughs> <laughs> that's way too good. <laughs> you practice that? No, I've just been playing a lot of Spyro, dude. Okay. A lot of Spyro. I've been playing flame uh, a nostalgia game lately, too. What you got? Um, I finally got Final Fantasy XII, the, the Zodiac Age, the re-release. Yeah. Is that about the Zodiac Killer? No, thank God. Okay. It's more about Friendship. the Zodiac. Oh. I guess. I it doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's more like a theming thing okay. gotcha. than gotcha. anything. But it's like a... I think it's a really under underappreciated RPG. It feels like when people talk about their favorite RPG or talk about their favorite Final Fantasy game, nobody ever talks about twelve, and I just don't understand why. It's, I don't think it's. I don't think it is though. Why? What do you like about it so much? I don't know. Wesley just pointed at something. I'm not sure what it was. Oh, you like the game too? Oh, Wesley likes it. Okay, Interesting. cool. Interesting. You guys have something in common. Wesley won't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like a. It's it's very mature. It's kind of a. It still sort of follows the save the world plot, but it's sure. it's smaller in scale. It's more of like a, you're part of a resistance that wants to to win back the the independence of this country and like restore their their rightful ruler and everything. And uh, it just it, the thing that really strikes me is the 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 little setting bits. I really like the gameplay, obviously, but um, it's it's just so diverse in your options you can just do so many dumb things because of this sheer number of abilities that your characters have but um the I, story is kind of cool and that it's so, oh, i'm sorry go ahead i was just gonna say speaking of dumb things you can do mm-hmm. i i purchased the game on justin's recommendation recently and i've just been fiddling around with yeah. it I, i'm not very far at all um i went into a shop and you can buy onion arrows what are those okay so um in final fantasy 5 you had like a class system where you could sort of change classes. Yeah. yeah. The base class was the Onion Knight, I think. Or the that, onion or you like it might be an like onion the Dark Souls something. Onion Knight. No, 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 no. That's like a colloquialism. It's actually called Onion something. I can't. Uh, onion Knight might have been like the super class you unlock later, but that's kind of it's like a. It just means the basic thing. Gotcha. So it doesn't do okay. anything. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know if it like some of you. you I think you I already know if it was like with. a stinky arrow. No, no. <laughs> or like a make you cry arrow. No. no. Okay. No. But okay. but you know that's an example of the depth and complexity the game has. Is you can actually for all your ranged weapons, crossbows and bows and guns, mm-hmm. you can actually change the ammo type, which is super really useful. Cool. I love that so much. Being now, able to have a gun and then just switch the elemental ammo or whatever you want. Is now, so do nice. enemies have elemental weaknesses too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and resistance and everything. Any yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, How do you find that out? Oh boy, we're going down the hole. So there, there's a spell called Libra. When you, when yeah, you, when I'm you use it, it's that. a buff, yeah. and yeah. it'll tell you what the enemy's weaknesses are. Enemy's <laughs> weakness. It'll also tell you like uh, it reveals traps and stuff on the ground. You got them good. You got to look out for traps, dude. What do you mean traps? There are like mines and stuff on the ground that enemies plant. Some of them are good. I think some actually heal you, but most of them either do damage or like how petrify do you, how you, or can, you t- can you tell the difference between which ones are good and bad? No, nope. You just want to avoid them. Yeah, you don't you don't want to touch them. I I did notice the game is like hard, but it's weird because only some of it's hard at the beginning. Like yeah. I was fighting through this desert place. And I was okay. killing enemies pretty fine until I met these werewolves that like 
I could not do anything about. See, and that's what I love. And they're just those the two random werewolves. Yeah. Just okay. In the f- See, now I can explain. I can exp- yes. That's what I did. I, I like avoid when them. I talk about it. I compare it kind of to an MMO in a lot of ways. It's set up like kind of like a single player MMO where the almost the entire world, a huge portion of it, is technically available to you. Not all of it. Some of it gets blocked off by story stuff. Mm-hmm. There's almost always a place you can go that you are not ready to go. So, for example, those giant werewolf dudes. In the original game, I'm not sure about the, these updated versions, but there was a trick you could do to farm them, and they drop a really good weapon. But what they're actually guarding is the passage to a to a later game area. I'm actually, like, I'm a little farther ahead than you are right now. Interesting. Um, pr- I'm probably about three or four hours ahead of you in the game, and that's where I'm about to go. Okay. So okay. you will eventually go okay. there. Now, there's all kinds of places like that. If you go to the western area, even um, yeah. well, actually, even the east, the very first time you step out of the starting city, there is a giant, like little thirty-two T Rex, just sitting there, and they made him friendly, to just to give you a chance, so that you wouldn't get instantly eaten. But you can try and fight him, and he will curb stomp you, <laughs> like real hard. In the western sands, there's a there's a boss you can fight. That's another like earth elemental T Rex, and you can fight him if you're dumb enough. Over there is also a giant cave that, like, it, it's just crazy. This thing winds back and forth through, like, five different zones. There's all kinds of different entrances, depending on how you go in or, what like, what level you are. You can access different areas. This gives me anxiety just you talking no, it's, about it's it. it's so cool. Dude. It's just so interesting I, and Walking unique. around the main city, like, I couldn't... I was trying to talk to everybody and learn where everything was, and it was yeah. freaking me out. Dude. There's, there's like, so many... so much interconnected there's, Yeah, there's so many and people, like, and they all have interesting things to say, like, background on the lore and things like that. I know, like and that. I always feel like I'm missing out. Like, did I miss a person? Oh, that, that's did, the does thing. Does it matter? Like, no, no, no. Okay, and that, that's the great thing about the game, is you can take it at your own pace. If you want to, like, explore all that optional stuff right when it becomes available you can mm. if you want to come back later when you're better prepared for it you can i killed the, a tomato thing yeah see there's just there's always some dumb thing that you can find at any point in the game okay like for example that cave i was talking about right yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle in the very center of that cave it's like probably a level like 30 ish area overall okay. but there's different there's quite a bit of variation depending on which entrance you go in you're intended to make multiple trips through there there's a level 99 skeleton dragon in there that will just crush you just just obliterate you you could be like spanking the final boss and this thing will just obliterate you and it's just hanging out there why just because just because it's final <laughs> fantasy 12 and it's weird what does it do like when, when you beat it do you get something cool i guess it's it's guarding a bunch of items and stuff but i don't think you get anything particularly special for it now wow. but that's the wonder of old games man so if you're as bored by new games as I am, maybe go back, try try some stuff. Maybe something we've recommended on the show. Maybe something like like Hollow Knight or uh, whatever Michael's playing. And join us next time. <laughs> Why did you say think, it like derogatory? Like well, whatever. I expected Michael's you to playing. kind of pick it up and like. Oh, I didn't offer a recommendation, but you kind of dropped the ball. I did. I dropped. I dropped it like okay. a. Hot I think uh, next week we're gonna try and um, talk about the new Smash Brothers game. Oh yeah, we're gonna yep. play that a little bit at least, and then um, probably after just after New Year's, we're gonna try and do a game of the year episode and have everybody, you know, kind of chat about the games we have been playing, the things yeah. that we want to play in the future that we kind of missed. And I'm gonna talk about Dragon Quest for an hour. That's another game I want to play. Like All right, until next slime. time, guys. I'm sorry Zach's not here to, to do whatever he does. I don't ever pay attention when he, yeah, when he talks. Just I just stop listening. Bang bang. Bang, bang.
All right, we're done. <laughs>